Hello, I'm Susan Swan, and you're listening to All Writers Are Conmen, a Dead Celebrities Club podcast. Today I'll be answering some questions about my newest novel, The Dead Celebrities Club, and about my life as a writer. The Dead Celebrities Club is now on sale in Canada, wherever good books are sold. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Susan. What can you tell us about the inspiration for the character of Dale Paul? The inspiration for my character, Dale Paul, really started with the story of Conrad Black being sent to a U.S. prison. Uh, Because I was fascinated by the situation of a man in the, you know, who is a big player in the financial markets and comes from a very upper-class WASP family, suddenly being dropped into um, an environment that he knew nothing about. How, how would he react? How would he even survive it? Would it change him? Maybe it would change him for the better. So this got me thinking about a character who came from a background like Conrad's but who also had qualities of other men in the financial markets who've gone to jail, and there are quite a number of them. There is, for instance, a German investment banker who was put in an Italian jail for fraud, and during the jail time, he became a religious convert, and he now goes around the world proselytizing on behalf of a book of the Virgin Mary's sayings. This is his Bible, basically. The man's name is Florian Hom, and um, he is an advocate of the Virgin Mary's philosophy as expressed in these sayings. So he went through a radical shift that was almost uh, from black to white, and in some ways that isn't as convincing a shift as someone who maybe just evolves a bit. I think Conrad Black, when he was in prison, he he taught men uh, English grammar and history and helped them get their high school certificates and saw a side of the world that his background had never allowed him to see. So I think he was changed by his circumstances somewhat. Um, There was another man who was known as the London Whale and who bet billions and billions of dollars. I think he lost 23 billion for Goldman Sachs, and he um, lied about it, extended the losses, and he was never charged. So, uh, in fact, his company made, I think, um, 236 billion that year, so they didn't really care as much as you might think about the loss of just a mere 23 billion. But right now we're living in a time when um, the age of Trump, and what really passes for success is what you can get away with. This is the age of fraud. So I want—I was going after a character who would express our age, and he has qualities from a number from a number of real people. But like all fictional characters, once you start to write them, they take on a voice of their own if they're any good. And no doubt, Dale Paul expresses a side of myself that can tend to compartmentalize and get really excited about a project 
and be more concerned with my project, my writing project, than what's going on with the people around me. I can be a kind of Mr. M or Mrs. Magoo like he is. So um, all these things were in the mix with the creation of Dale Paul. And I think he's a very believable character. He, he, I'm very proud of Dale Paul um, on the page, that is. Um, what can you tell us about the inspiration for some of the other characters in the book? I wanted Dale Paul to have a friend that was like Donald Trump in boarding school, because boarding school is really a kind of prison, uh, certainly in the 50s and 60s. I went to boarding school, a girls' boarding school in Toronto, and it had some good features, but it nevertheless was a bit like being in the army or sent away to jail because you're separated from your community, your outside community, and you're this sort of battalion group going through um, the experience of studying and being together. And Dale Paul and Earl Lindquist, who is my character, who I'll just say is, a, is really Trump, uh, went to a boarding school in Toronto in my novel, and already they were the men becoming the men they were destined to be. And they run a, a Deadpool in the boarding school where they bet on the teachers, the, the sick teacher versus the older teacher, which one's going to die, the young sick one or the old sick one. And Dale Paul gets expelled for this. And Dale Paul's friend, Earl Lindquist, who is the Trump character, gets sent home. Now, Creating a Trump-like character is a sort of fascinating business because we see Trump on our television screens, we see him in our newspapers, we see him on social media. He's always on Twitter. So I realized after a draft of the Dead Celebrities Club that I had to do something else with the Trump character. He couldn't just be like Trump because what was the point of that when Trump was everywhere? So I gave the Earl Lindquist character a very strange physical condition um, in which he has certain lizard-like features that people are so used to after a while that they don't, they accept him, although he is suspiciously like a reptile. And I wanted that kind of appearance of the Trump character to distinguish him from the real Trump. But it's also a metaphor too, of course. Um, if Dale Paul was a real person, what do you think he would say about your representation of him? If Dale Paul was a real person, I think he'd be quite charmed by the portrait of himself. He's not one to be upset by people not liking him. And he certainly doesn't mind disagreeing with people or going against their expectations. You know, he says rather wearily at some point in the novel that both his girlfriend Caroline and his cousin Meredith um, treat him like, um, like a child and they have these expectations of how he should uh, behave as a man and he claims to have tried to fulfill those expectations at earlier times and it just doesn't work. He has to be himself. So I think I think he would probably approve of what I've done with his character and his life. But who knows?
Do you think The Dead Celebrities Club is a feminist novel? Do I think The Dead Celebrities Club is a feminist novel? Absolutely, yes. I admit I found it strange to be writing in the voice of a, a male fraudster, basically, a man that doesn't care about his relationships with other people too much. His focus is on winning. His focus is on making money. I think it's a feminist novel because my fascination with a character like that probably goes back to a feminist analysis of men and women as we've you know, been taught to be men and women in the last two or three hundred years of our Western culture, which is where men are trained out of their more sensitive, sensitive feelings at an early age. And a young woman like myself is taught to <clears throat> be considerate of other people, to put other people first, and always to be aware of how other people are feeling. And there is um, the feminist thinker, Carol Gilligan, who wrote about the development of young girls. And she has a new book out that I've just been reading, Why Does Patriarchy Persist? And she says it persists because that's what we do with young boys and girls. We train them, um, the boys not to, to hide their feelings, um, and eventually to compartmentalize them so much that it's very hard for some men to be in touch with their feelings and train the women to, to be um, silent and to look after others. And you see this in the family in my novel, Meredith, his cousin, who he calls Kister, his kissing cousin, is constantly aware of how other people are being affected by his behavior. She's his conscience, but he really doesn't give a damn. So it's a look at, I guess, a patriarchal setup from um, a different perspective. But I think you can write a feminist novel, even though you're writing it in the voice of a, you know, a, a man who is not a feminist. And I think that's what I've done. Thank you for listening to All Writers Are Conmen, a Dead Celebrities Club podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure you subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to podcasts. For all the latest news and updates, connect with me on social media, on Facebook at Susan Swan Online, on Instagram at Biggest Modern Writer, and on Twitter at Swanscribe. If you read and enjoyed The Dead Celebrities Club, please consider leaving me a review on Goodreads or Amazon. And thank you again for listening.